Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep, because we'd love to have you tune in next week. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. Welcome to First Baptist Church of Tryon. It's good to see you, although I can't really see you. I mean, obviously, I can't see you, but I do kind of pretend that you're out there and that many of you are kind of nodding along, and there's a chuckle every now and then, and I try to not pay attention to those who have drifted off, which I know is going to be strange one of these days when we're back together in person, and I still have to actually watch you sleep while I preach. I'm kind of used to it anyway. It is good to be together, and um, I want to remind you that we worship together on Zoom at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. You can find information about that and other events in the life of First Baptist Tron in the description link that's below this video. Our scripture text comes from Romans 13. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling or jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. The word of the Lord. Less is more. It's almost always true that less is more. Probably not true when it comes to fly rods and maybe other kinds of outdoor gear or toys, right? But mostly, less is more. Simple is almost always better than complicated. Especially when someone can make that which is complicated into something that is simple and easy to understand. That's a sign of good work. 
you take all of this more and you move it into less in a way so that people can understand. <laughs> That's what we try to do, but it doesn't always work out that way, right? Because oftentimes we take something that's fairly simple, straightforward, and we make it very complicated and convoluted and confusing and confusing. Sometimes we ministers are especially good at this, right? We'll throw in one of those $5 theological words to dress things up a bit or maybe try to impress a bit. And instead of clarifying, we just end up confusing. I have this tendency that when people ask me a simple question, I'll head around the block a couple of times, maybe backtrack a bit, maybe chase a rabbit or two. And then after I've thoroughly confused you and you've long since forgotten your question, then I try to give an answer. Less is more. Simple is better than complicated. Now, by simple, I don't mean simplistic. Because simplistic is not a compliment. <laughs> Simplistic is treating things as simpler than they actually are, which sometimes happens when we try and simplify something. Sometimes what will happen is we will take a mountain and we will try to make it into a molehill, but the truth is it's actually a mountain. And sometimes you have to navigate mountains and mountains can be really difficult to navigate. And in order to navigate a mountain, you need a clear, simple plan. Which is also what followers of Jesus need. As recipients of God's grace, we need a clear, simple way to respond. Now, I'm not looking for simplistic faith. I'm not looking for a simplistic response because oftentimes, well, we do that at church. We will try to simplify things and we'll actually instead be simplistic and we'll say, well, you know, it's just easy. It's easy to follow Jesus. Yeah, just come on, be a part of us. We should be clear that it's not easy to follow Jesus. But we should also be clear that actually it's fairly simple. Theology is fairly complicated. Studying scripture can be quite complicated. I'm not really saying that we dumb down any of those things because we shouldn't. But what I am saying is that to follow Jesus, that is actually rather simple. Not easy, but rather simple. And this is exactly what Paul does. Here in this text. Now, he's not the first one to do it. Jesus has already done this, right? Jesus says, look, here's the greatest. You want to know what the greatest commandment is? Here it is. Love the Lord your God with everything you have. And then there's another that's just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus has simplified the faith. And so Paul does it as well. He lists here from some of the Ten Commandments. He says, no adultery, no murder, no stealing, no coveting. And any other commandment, mm -mm, or, or to say it differently, you could say it this way, all other commandments are summed up this way. 
Love your neighbor as yourself. There are 613 commandments in the Old Testament. 613. <laughs> That's a lot. I can't come close to remembering, I don't know, a tenth of those. But I can remember one. I can remember one. Not 613. In fact, if I have a long list of rules to follow, then I'll tell you what I'm likely to do. If there's this long list of rules, I'm very likely to read through those list of rules to see what's been left out. Because there's always something that's been left out, right? Well, it doesn't say, it doesn't say don't do this. <laughs> or it doesn't say that I can't do this. Because we love loopholes, right? I mean, I do. I love loopholes. I was, I was reading a while back about this guy who worked at Papa John's Pizza. And at, at, the, at the store that he worked at, they had this contest. So if you could upsell people, they call in, they order a medium pizza. You say, well, could I make that a large for you? Which is like two bucks more. And a lot of people would say, well, okay, just make it a large. Well, you'd keep track of all the upsells that you had to large pizzas. And at the end of the week, whoever had the most upsells won a free ticket to the movies. Well, he was good at upselling, but he was also clever. And so when someone would order a large pizza, well, he'd just mark it down as a medium and then upsell them to a large. <laughs> because, well, that's what they wanted anyway. He's not hurting the customer and he's only helping himself. <laughs> Although he's hurting all those other <laughs> workers who are trying to actually be honest and ethical in the way that they're participating in this contest. But here's the deal. He won every single week. He said as long as he worked at that Papa John's, he won the movie ticket every, every single week, and no one ever figured out what he was doing because he'd figured out this little loophole. Have you ever been shopping online and you want free shipping, but you're like 15 bucks away? It just dry, it dry, And they know what they're doing, right? They know what they're doing. And, and sure enough, you will. You'll you'll buy a little more so you can get, you'll hit the $50 mark or whatever so you can get free shipping. But if they have free returns, and most of the time they do, well, <laughs> you just go ahead and you add the extra 15 bucks in there, right? And then you get it and you return the 15 bucks, which didn't cost you anything. And you got free shipping for only spending 35 bucks. I've never done that promise never well maybe once or oh we love loopholes we love loopholes and if you have 613 commandments you know there are some things that are not covered and we try to exploit that well it didn't say to not do this and so paul puts it as simply as can be said Love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's the basis of all these commandments. I remember as a kid, oftentimes thinking that, man, there's a lot of rules in the Bible. And then I remembered as a teenager, I thought, gosh, these things are kind of arbitrary, right? There's just this long list of don't do this and do this and don't do that. But the thing is, they're not arbitrary. Because love 
was at the basis of all of those commandments. Love is the fulfilling of the law. And if we need clarification on what love is, because, well, we do, our culture constantly misuses the word. We think it's some kind of feeling or emotion, and we mainly think of it in that kind of romantic context or whatever, but that's not remotely close to what the word really means. I love the way that Paul clarifies it. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Now, there are some things that we could do that would help them flourish, that would help their well-being. But at the very least, he says, it does no wrong. And here's the deal. We know what that means. You know it. Now, I know we can justify all kinds of things because not only do we love to look for loopholes, but we, we can justify all kinds of behavior. Well, they had it coming to them. Well, they had, you know, well, that's what they did to me. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. You don't wrong them. You you treat them right. You treat them like they are someone you love. Or, or, Or put it this way. The people that you really, really love, these people who are the ones that you hold most dear and precious, the way you treat them, That's how you treat everyone else. And if you do that, if you do that, you'll actually love them. Because that's what it means to love. It's the way we treat other people. It's an action. It's a verb. Oh, you may not feel like it. may not make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but... You don't lie to them. You don't take advantage of them. You do things that help their flourishing. Here's how Fred Craddock said it. The best way to become a Christian is to act like one. Fake it till you make it. (laughs) That's kind of a terrible cliche. But that's how you do it. If, If you had to wait, Till you felt like taking out the garbage. I mean, would the garbage ever? I mean, it would just be in the kitchen, right? It would just be there. You do no wrong. You do things that empower and encourage other people. That's what it means to love people. We offer the grace and mercy to others that God has offered to us. If God has offered us grace and mercy and forgiveness and life and chance after chance, then who are you? Who are you? Who are we to withhold that from someone else? Love is the fulfillment of the law. Amen. So may you go in peace to love the Lord and to love and serve your neighbors because that's what it really means to love the Lord. 
And as you go, remember who you are. You are the disciples of Jesus. Our Lord and our brother. Brothers and sisters. I just botched that up, didn't I? (laughs) Children of Almighty God. Bound together as brothers and sisters. Through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ. So may you serve the Lord with gladness all your days. Amen. That's, that's how I'll know if you actually watch the sermon till the end, is if you stayed around to watch me botch up the benediction. Because so, I'm not going to record it and edit it out and all that, right? So those of you who watch this to the very end, you can say, Hey, Jeff, you botched up the benediction. <laughs>